This is the Key Row Film Society. I am Pastor Neil, and today I react to the 1998 film, The Truman Show. Good day to you this day as, yes, we are going to go through the Truman Show. So as we go through this, I want to take you back, all right? We're going to go back a little ways back. Oops. We are going to go back to 1998, all right? Jim Carrey. He was a pretty big deal. He was, he was a megastar. And it began with this movie. In 1993, the movie Ace Ventura Pet Detective came out. And it was a huge success. His, his wild antics, his craziness, it was extremely popular. Later that same year, 1993, comes The Mask. Again... Incredible, this comedic genius, incredible energy, Bo uses, uses his body very much in his humor. I mean, in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, he, used, he was talking with his, here was his rear end. Um, you know, so the mask really over the top again. Then came Dumb and Dumber, the same year. All three of these movies came out in 1993. All right. So these were... With these three, and Dumb and Dumber, by many standards, it's still one of the all-time great comedies. And so, at this point, these all, these movies came out, and he is now a megastar with these three movies. Which lands him this role. He was in Batman Forever, playing the role of the Riddler. And again, very comedic version of the Riddler. Not quite your comic book Riddler. And so, so these are here's the first four movies. Then another Ace Ventura when Nature Call comes out, and again, very phys a lot of physical humor, um, really over the top. Then we get the Cable Guy, kind of a blunder of a movie, did not go over really well, but still, um, very comedic. And then you get the liar liar i mean you get that where again it's a 
This one's a little bit more adult in its humor, but he still has a very physical element. I mean, there's that whole scene where he's in the bathroom and somebody comes in and is like, what are you doing? I'm kicking my, you know, do you mind? And so this is what we had from 1993 to 1997. These were the movies that Jim Carrey made. All right. He established himself as this major comedic actor. He... He established himself as an over-the-top comedian. And now, 1998 comes around. And this movie comes out called The Truman Show. And a lot of people are... They, this is what they expected from him. They expected something really, really funny. And to be fair, the trailers kind of found some of the kind of amusing scenes in the film... And that's what they advertised. And so people were expecting something like that. And that is not anywhere what they got. And there are some people that just flat out rejected the movie. Um, this happens sometimes with comedic actors. Uh, Will Ferrell, more recently, and this is a movie I'd love to review at another point. But Will Ferrell was you know, known for Anchorman, Elf, uh, Talladega Nights. Um, these really, again, really over-the-top com comedy movies. And then he does a movie like Stranger Than Fiction. There's hardly, there's hardly a comedic element in the movie. And it was a great movie, and I'd love to review it at some point. But people got upset and they rejected it. Similar thing happened with Jim Carrey when The Truman Show came out. They expected this over-the-top comedy like they had seen... For the last, they've seen in seven movies in the last four years. All right? They expected more of that. And they didn't get it. They got a very different movie. And what I would argue is amongst the best, one of the best movies that Jim Carrey ever did. And I'm saying that because I'm a huge fan of Dumb and Dumber. In my opinion, from a comedic standpoint, Dumb and Dumber was his best comedy film. But... The Truman Show began a new chapter in Jim Carrey's career. It's what led to, later he would do Man on the Moon, which had a nice blend of comedy and serious. He would later do, um, he would do things like The Majestic, which I enjoyed. I know not everyone did. Um, and then probably I think the best, possibly the best movie he did, um, was was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, but that came out in 2004, and then after that, his career went weird, and um, he hasn't had... He's had... Anyways, that's a whole other conversation. But this is what he was. So Truman Show comes out, and now you have this incredible performance, this incredible film. Uh, here are the two main characters in the film. You have Truman and Kristoff. Kristoff, played by Ed Harris, who... Ed Harris is a great actor. Um, I think sometimes an underrated actor. 
Um, if you if you've seen the show Westworld, or you know how good of an actor he could be, and he has been a in this movie he was extremely good. He got nominated for it. Uh, Jim Carrey in this movie was absolute was amazing in this film. Extremely underrated role. How he did not get nominated for some type of an Oscar is is ridiculous. Um, I think the because of those pre- previous seven movies, people typecast him. They didn't think he could. He deserved an Oscar because he had done these over the top ridiculous comedies. They would not nominate him, even though the man definitely deserved it. Um, and so, in fact, the Golden Globes recognized what he did, and he did get Best Actor from the Golden Globes. The Truman Show is a movie, so this is a kind of a follow-up. Well, it's I'm so the reason why I'm looking at this movie. There's two reasons. Um, so there's two reasons that I am looking at this movie, um, the Truman Show, and the reason is is one is I'm continuing this practice that I started a couple weeks ago, um, where I'm looking at movies that were that came out while I was in high school and had some level of popularity. The Truman Show would fall into that category. Um, the other reason is it is a very nice follow-up to my review of Free Guy from the last week. Um, because Free Guy very, very much is leaning on the Truman Show. It's, in, it's taking off elements from it. It's very much inspired by it. And so it's a very natural follow-up to that film. And so, the first and most obvious way that this movie is similar to the Free Guy, the movie Free Guy, is this. This picture you see right here, um, it's the picture um, that I used last week's recording about um, Free Guy, and that is a painting of... A painted description of the allegory of the cave. All right. So the allegory of the cave, I'm going to rehash it, uh, comes from Plato's Republic. The story, It's a story told by Socrates, or if you're a Bill and Ted fan, Socrates. Um, <laughs> but Socrates is telling it. And so you imagine that... There are these men, so you can see, if you're watching the video version of this, you can see my arrow pointing to these men. They are chained. Behind them is a brick wall. And so they're chained to this wall inside of a cave, right? And the only thing they can do is stare at the wall. They can't see anything behind the wall, the, the, the brick wall. They can only see the wall that they are facing. Now, on the other side of this brick wall, you see the fire. And the fire is casting a light onto the wall. But there's these shapes. Why are there shapes? Well, the reason there are shapes is because you have these marionettes. And so you see these people walking up and down, showing them, and they're getting a story, an image. And they have an image and a message that these people want them to see. And so they're going up and down showing it. But these guys don't know reality. They think that there is a, a horse on the other side or 
or a fox or a man, a soldier or whatever. They think that they're out there, you know, standing guard or whatever. But in reality, it's just these cutouts. They, they have a perceived truth, but they don't have actual truth. Well, one day, somebody breaks free of these chains. Like this guy right here. And see, he's looking into the... He realizes he's, he's discovered the fire. He sees the fake reality that he's been told. And now he's look, gazing out to the sun and he's seeing the beauty of the real world. But he could barely handle it. That's why his hand is in front of his eyes. To think about this is think back when you think of a day when you spend all day inside. And I'm talking about like the windows are closed. You're in the darkened part of your house. And you've just been sitting watching TV all day or whatever. And you step outside for the first time. And you're like, ah, my eyes. I can't handle it, right? Or you're, or it's at night. You're... You're dead asleep, and so your parents, when you're a kid, maybe this happened. You're dead asleep, and all of a sudden, your parents, you, boom, lights are on. Ah, oh, I can't handle it. Mom, I can't. Ah, oh, the lights hurt, okay? That is what's going on here. So this is, so that's kind of that idea. So the the light is blinding them. They handle it. They can't quite handle it. They struggle with it. And then as you step out into the cave, you're adjusted to the light. You see the fullness of truth all right so the allegory here is the fire presents a fake truth the sun is the real truth all right so what does this have to do with the truman show well the truman show is all of that the truman show the movie is all about the the main character um is all about Kristoff. So Kristoff has created this world. All everybody in the world is an actor. He's there's a person that's been hired to be his wife. There's been a, there's a person that's been hired to be his best friend. There's a person hired to be his coworker, hired to be his boss. All these different job, all these different spots and people are hired. And Kristoff has created this world for him. The only person that is autonomous who is of his own will, he makes his own decisions, his own actions, is Truman. And so, which hence the name True Man. He is the true man in the show. And so he is, basically, he is the one that's chained against the wall, right? He's the one chained against the wall, and he is only seeing what Kristoff wants him to see and quite fitting that Kristoff's office is up in the moon which up on the moon and he's able to create his own sun his own light fake light and everything like that to let um Tr Truman is only allowed to see what Kristoff wants him to see and so early in the movie there is a moment where um, it's very fairly early in the movie. He steps out of the he steps out of the house, and this is one of the things that I think is really good in the movie is they make um, they make Jim, Truman Jim Carrey's character very very likable, and so he gets out of the house and he sees all these people. And he goes, he says, "Hey, if I don't see you, if I don't see you later, good afternoon, good evening, and good night." He's, he does this all throughout the. He does this a few times throughout the movie, and he does this thing 
<coughs> where he's creating stories into the mirror and he they make him extremely likable so i made the comparison to, between free guy and truman show last week and i'm going to tell you that as much as i like the movie free guy as much as i enjoyed it it is not as strong as truman show and part of that is in jim carrey jim carrey even though he is an over-the-top comedic actor much like ryan reynolds is jim carrey took on a whole new persona in this film all right he became he was not the jim carrey of the dumb and dumber movies or ace ventura movies or the mask or even liar liar he was he felt like a person he felt like somebody you knew that you'd like and it worked perfect in the context of the story made him instantly likable and as it slowly evolved as to the life that he was in you felt yourself rooting for him and this is a strength of the film that you are rooting for him you want him to get out uh ryan reynolds He's, he has that likability, but I don't think he did it as good as Jim Carrey did. Um, and, and that might be an unfair comparison, but it's just reality. Because um, Ryan Reynolds still, you can still see a bit of Ryan Reynolds. Jim Carrey, you did not see the Jim Carrey you'd grown accustomed to. And that's why it shocked everybody when this movie came out. Um, so so there's so there's so anyways early in the movie so he's likable so early in the movie there's a point where the this light falls down from the sky and the name the light says on it Sirius which if you're not familiar Sirius is the brightest star in the sky and this is supposed to be the light bulb moment a light falls and he has a light bulb moment and he looks at a light bulb light bulb moment it's like whoa an idea a thought is the world that i have been presented not reality this is the f now you find out through the course of the movie he's actually had other moments but for some reason this one really hit him by the way on a side note i, I should actually mention something about the movie one of the things about interesting thing about the Truman Show is, um, and I'm going to come back to this whole thing, but one of the things that you'll find in the Truman Show, the names have meanings, why they're named what they are. And we're going to get more to this a little bit later. Um, Truman, he is the true man. And his last name is Burbank. Why did they pick Burbank? Well, see, this movie actually has a bit of co commentary that is a bit anti Disney. And I thought that was kind of, it's something that's been highlighted in other from other things I've read on it. So Burbank, California, is the headquarters for um, Buena Vista Studios or Disney. And so calling him Burbank is like he's been bought by Disney Studios. The town that this takes place in is very similar to a town in Florida. That is Disney Town. And it's like a, this really kind of a very eerie similar town. Everything's picturesque. Everything's perfect. And um, there is the dog that jumps up on him is called is a Dalmatian named Pluto. Now Pluto is not a Dalmatian. But anybody's familiar that Disney made a very famous movie called 101 Dalmatians. And so, and Pluto, of course, is a very famous 
dog character in um in disney so you have a dalmatian who's named pluto and who he jumps up on him and he's kind of always aggressive and then later you actually have this moment where he's like baring his tear like so bit angry it's yeah it's it's a jab at disney but anyways um so this is so anyways so that's just kind of a little bit in that movie that a lot some people might not notice um so back to the allegory of the cave right so that that light falls now he doesn't totally come to a clue he, it's like it's kind of like he he's he's on that chain so to speak he's still in the chain it's almost like he turned his head and began to wonder or maybe the chain just starting to come loose or whatever something has happened that he's beginning to wonder about the reality presented to him on the wall right well it's the next day when things really start to come forward and he runs into that old that man who was the guy that played his father who they had written in the story that his father had died which by the way this gets you this is when you begin to realize the cruelty of what they're doing his father didn't really die in fact that wasn't really his father he was told it was his father he believed it was his father but it wasn't really and they're told he was told that he died this man that was acting as his father now why did the man burst onto the screen was it so he could get showtime possibly it's also possible that he did care for him i mean the the people who played the role of the parents watching this kid grow up all of his life there's a very good possibility that they grew an affection for him you know um and there's very likely that's all of them did to some degree grow an affection for him because you're gonna help you but when you're around somebody that long there will be transference the actors will care for him and christoph does show that he cares for truman and so there is that transference right ever you probably heard that term transference um they talk about this sometimes in medicine and stuff like that but every person anybody you have an interaction with you have a transference you have an emotional connection to everyone no matter what it's unavoidable the challenge is the dip, what now that it varies the longer you're with somebody the more time you, you're with someone the more they imprint on you more they become a part of who you are and so I imagine these actors, even though they're acting, they are feeling that connection. Now, one of the things that you see that's a challenge with these actors, and this is something you pro people probably don't, you don't really dive too much into this movie, and the movie really doesn't consider much the actors. Um, I mean, you have these scenes where they're kind of sh claiming these things. This is my life. This is, I, it is the Truman Show or whatever. Um, but you imagine how complex it's got to be for them. They do have their own life. Uh, they have their own reality, but this guy doesn't know. It's almost like they, they're living a double life, you know. And you got to imagine the complex emotions it would have to have for everyone. Um, so, yeah, it was a really... Um, so, the so that day though when he sees the father that's when reality begins to open up for him 
and he begins to see and he, he's struggling with it it's like the man here in the picture you see the eyes he can't handle the truth he's struggling truth you can't sorry sorry invoke another movie you can't handle the truth um but you know he's struggling with it then he begins to come to terms with it and it's when he fully comes to terms that he sets sail and i'm gonna actually play this scene because i think it's going to be a really good it's going to be a huge scene to um deal with and we're going to go into some scripture in a little bit but i want to go to the scene here all right so i'm hoping and i'm going to have some little over commentary and so i apologize if i have i'm talking over it it hopefully will help me not get completely flagged by um youtube so it doesn't get taken down because i am following it's copyright protected this is called educational clause so um but anyways so i'm gonna have it over and you're so we're gonna play this clip it's the last scene of the movie it's it's it came out in 1998 i doubt i'm spoiling anything so let me so let us play this scene You hear that music? Beautiful music. Um, this is just an absolutely wonderful score throughout the entire movie. The hero shot, they talk about it in the movie. Okay, so you see right there on the the screen, you can see right on the um, the sale, you see a number on it. It's 139. When you watch this movie, this is so this is such a powerful moment. And I mean this is just amazing acting. I mean you feel that despair when you realize he just hit a wall. How do you get proving that he was right, but how do you get through? How do you get through it? Man, that music. Beautiful score. I mean, you just feel that. That emotion as he's pounding, hoping he could break through. say this man did man he need, he deserved an award for this watch this how he's walking and this is i'm gonna come to this a little bit you're gonna watch him for a little bit here what does it look like he's doing 
It looks like he's walking on water, doesn't it? I want you to note that. He looks like he's walking on water. Then there's these steps. It's built into the sky, right? What does it look like? The stairway to heaven? He's ascending? Interesting you realize there's a camera on one of his clothes probably or somewhere. You can speak. I can hear you. See the masking a god, it's like as if he is God. Who are you? I am the creator of a television show that gives hope, joy, and inspiration to Listen to me, there's no more truth out there than there is in the world I created for you. So memorize. It'll be sad to see you. But in my world, you have nothing to fear. I know you better than you know yourself. Never had a camera. when you lost your first tooth. <laughs> you can't leave, Troy. You belong here. That's a key moment right there. And we'll come back to that. Say something, goddammit! You're on television! You're lying to the whole world! In case I don't see ya. Good afternoon, good evening. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to stop it there and 
Yeah, I'm watching that movie, even though I've seen the movie many times, like, even watching that scene, I get a little tear in my eye just because it's just so much joy. It's such a powerfully acted scene, such a wonderfully done scene. Um, great performances by um, both Ed Harris and Jim Carrey. Now, the thing that I wanted to emphasize, and I didn't get, you didn't see all of that journey as he's going in, he's taking that boat in. There's some more even before. Um, so the name of the boat that he's on, it's called Santa Maria, which you can't help but hear, it's St. Mary. That's what Santa Maria is, St. Mary. Uh, Mary is, of course, the mother of our Lord. And so St. Mary is carrying him through this water. And there's a point where he's on this boat and he's, thrown into the water and um he's drowning almost like he's being immersed in water huh sounds like like baptism maybe and there's even a point where you see he like he ties himself to the boat while he's doing this and he's in he's in cruciform so if you don't know what cruciform is this would be a cruciform or like what you so right there see in the shape of the cross that's a cruciform and so he is, you see a brief moment that he's like that. And so there's death, Jesus is called the true man in scriptures. Jim Truman is is playing a bit of a Jesus character. And so he gets to, he hits the wall, right? And like that very emotional scene, and it looks like he's walking on water. Jesus walked on water, right? He, he, he ascends up the stairs, like Jesus ascending into heaven, right? But when he gets to the top of the... Now, one of the things on the boat, um, and I, I mentioned it during the video, is on the sail, it says 139. And there's a significance to this. And let me read Psalm 139. It says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If you may, if I make my bed in shale, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your right hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is dark, not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book you were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! 
If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake, and I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. O men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. So I read all of that because what is read in here is very much echoing what Christoph is saying to Truman. And this is where the names become relevant. His name is Christoph. Christ of is his name. And so, and when you see him talking to um, Truman, it's coming out of the clouds and there's sun blazing down on him as if he is God. But he's not. And there are a couple points where and you might be thinking that the movie is making case that this is an anti-God thing, that he sees everything. This is an atheistic or angry at God type movie. It could be. And there's a possibility that is what it's going with. But I'm going to argue that maybe it's not. And I'd actually argue that Christoph is the fake Christ. All right? I mean, there's so much imagery drawing to Scripture as we go through this this scenes. Like I said, 139 to Psalm 139 is very obvious. The Santa Maria, the walking on water, the cruciform, being looking like he's being baptized, looking like he's ascending on the stairways to heaven. You know, on the stairway to heaven. Think that song. Um, so you can't, I mean, you cannot mistake that image. And so there's a, what you realize that Christoph is not Christ. He is not God. He thinks he is. He thinks he is a Christ. He thinks he is a God. He thinks he's created a salvation, not just for Truman, but for those who watch. Salvation from the ugliness of the world. But the reality is, is what he has pre presented is a grand lie. And, you know, Satan, he's the father of lies, right? And so... Maybe this, this is giving a little bit of an interest. Is that Christoph is not so much of a god more of a satan character but not completely because you do see that Christoph is he does care for Truman because remember that transference thing given what Truman did I mean given what Christoph did watching Truman his entire life there's no way transference wouldn't happen because ultimately Christoph is a human he's a human in, this, in the context of the show Truman's a human. Christoph is a human. They both are. And he has emotions. He has connections. He cannot help but to some degree be emotionally connected to Truman. But shows he's he may think he's Christ. That he is the God, but he isn't. And the moment and the two, the moment that I think really captured in, in case anybody was thinking that, 
that they're trying to make him make God to be the enemy. I think there's one very quick moment that tells you differently. And that is when... Um, that is when Sylvia, the, the, the love interest who he's been trying to get to, is watching. And you see this moment. She, when he's having this interaction, in case you have any doubt, and the exact moment it happened, it's right then. It's to shake that doubt of this idea that they're, this is some angry at God type movie. You see her. She's, she prays. It's very brief. She is praying for Truman to the true God. That's a very brief, simple, subtle moment. But I think the, given the level of detail to this film, I don't think that's accident. I think they made sure that she did that. She did say, oh, please, Truman. She said, oh, please, God. She could have hoped for Truman. Come on, Truman, do it. She made sure they made sure it was almost a type of prayer to let you know that there's a real God and Kristoff isn't hit, even though Kristoff thinks he is. This and it even gets more so when there's he's saying, "I know you better than you know yourself." What does Truman say? He says, "You never had a camera in my head." Remember what it says in verse twenty-three: "Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts." God knows the thoughts. He doesn't have a camera in your head, but he knows your thoughts. All right, so you had two little indicators that this is not God, and that's Chris. It's Truman is basically telling Krista, you may think you're God, you may be acting like you're God, but you're not. So, what is actually happening here? And I believe it's an actually an allusion to another account in Scripture. This is Matthew chapter 4. So it says, Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of Man, the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now I'm going to go to I'm going to drop down a little bit because there's one more temptation. He'll command us. Verse seven it says, Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord God to your test. Again, the devil. Now this is here's the key part. The devil took him, took Jesus to a very high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him. All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. In the movie, Christoph was offering Truman a kingdom. He's telling him this whole world was built for you, entirely for you. You have the whole world watching you. You can't turn away. You can't leave Truman. All you have to do is bow to the story, to the episodes, the, the reality that I have given you. Worship me, serve me, Christoph is telling him, and you can have this kingdom. And the, the world is even yours because you're the most popular person in the world. And he didn't say, you shall worship the Lord your God alone. Instead, he turned around and said, 
If I don't see you later, good afternoon, good evening, good night. And he leaves. See, this is, this is what, you know, like I said, this is an awesome, Truman Show was um, one of the, is truly one of the greatest movies. A phenomenal screenplay. Phenomenal soundtrack. Um, great acting performances from Jim Carrey and um, Ed Harris. And even the supporting cast. Um, lesser named actors that nobody really knows. Uh, so I'm thinking of people like Laura Linney who played um, Truman's wife in the movie. She did really good. Uh, Noah Emmerich who played uh, Lewis or played Marlon who was playing the role of Truman's best friend. He did really good. I mean, there's really, really good friends. And I mean, even the way the movie manipulates you at times, it actually portrays a little bit how Hollywood plays you. Um, the scene, There's a scene that's kind of an irony. So it's a really twisted irony. And this is, again, they use the, this wonderful um, soundtrack score to get you into it. And so there's there's a scene. So the father plays um, when he, he there's towards the end of the movie. It's well, the last half of the movie. We'll just say that um, Truman and Laura Linney's character, uh, so his wife, they get into a um, they get into a fight, and she leaves him, and basically leads into her leaving him, and so he ends up going with Merle. Merrill and they're sitting on the edge of this bridge and they're talking and this is where Merrill's he actually shows some good acting um and he's like he's telling me like you know if there's if everybody's in on it then I'd be in on it and so he actually does really good because he's he's playing sincerity you feel like he must be telling the truth but the movie keeps reminding you that everything he is saying is being spoken to him in his ears. And so the, de the depth of the deception, it, is, it's, it just messes with your emotions. And this is brilliance on the part of the movie. Um, and then she's, he says, there's a reason I came to you today. Um, I found him. It's, he's got quite a story to tell. The father. Let's walk it down this bridge. Like a story, like a TV show would do. Reality rarely works this way. But this is so much like a TV show. And you're watching this scene, and they're playing this incredibly powerful, emotional music, and, and Truman is in tears and so much joy and sadness and confusion and grief because now he's seen his father. But the movie is showing you the um, composers of the the Truman series is, you know, they're they're playing the music and they're playing and they're they're playing these instrumental chords and it's it's manipulating you to feel happy and sad and grateful for him. But again there is this twisted nature that it's in the context of the movie it's not real it was scripted by Kristoff and this is actually even this is 
what a lesson on emotivism how people can use emotions to manipulate us to believe a false truth and we'll think the truth is true because they had manipulated and twisted our emotions to believe it and so this is the whole thing of the movie it's all about what is truth the truth that is presented to us versus real truth all right and so many different ways that we are convinced to believe a certain truth whether it be based on emotions or just a representation of the facts a marionette to the facts a marionette to the reality so as, as from a christian standpoint the light the light that is the true truth is christ and it's only through that illumination that we can see truth everything is illuminated by him without that without the truth that we have right here in the scriptures we can never see full truth this is why we need to be in the word that's why we need to be in the sacraments that's why we go to worship to be strengthened to be renewed to know what truth is in a world filled with deceit so much of our division in this country right now this isn't guiding us social media is guiding us the news the news and people want to blame just cnn and msnbc or whatever and there's they're warranted and people want to f blame fox news and that's warranted too um but it's not just that it's the little random websites online the memes there's so so much falsehood i mean no one's living so many christians right now they're living by the truth of their political persuasion they'll change this in the names of their politics rather than changing their politics in the name of what this says we're falling for the marionettes so bad this in this age in fact we want it to look at this to gaze upon this light it hurts it's gonna it's gonna strain our eyes and we're going to talk a bit more about this allegory of the cave in my next movie. The next movie I'm going to do is The Matrix. Because I think it's a natural follow-up to these two movies. And again, it's still fitting into my high school year movies. But it hurts to gaze into it, but we need this truth. This is truth. This is life. So... That's where I'm going to end. Um, I hope this was good for you and interesting for you or whatever, beneficial, got you thinking. And um, there's a lot, like I said, there are so many good movies, so many movies out there that you could talk about like this. And so have a blessed evening, a blessed Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what, happy days whenever you're watching this. Uh, so the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, give you his peace. Amen. I guess it's cliche. Peace out.